Congresswoman Liz Cheney joining us exclusively this morning from Jackson, Wyoming. Congresswoman, good morning to you. Good morning, Savannah. Good to be with you. Well, about last night, you won by excuse me, you lost by approximately 37 points, a greater margin than even polls had predicted. And I'm remembering back to when we had an interview back in May 2021 when you lost your leadership position. I said, they are coming after you. President Trump wants to go to Wyoming and take you on in the primary. And you said, bring it on. Well, they did. And here we are. And you lost. How do you feel about that now? What's your response today? Well, look, I think, you know, as, as we've talked about before, I won my primary by 73 percentage points two years ago. Uh, the path to that same victory would have been very easy. It was clear uh, how that path would go. But that path would have required that uh, I accept, that I uh, embrace, uh, that I perpetuate the big lie. And uh, I've been very clear at every moment since January 6th uh, that there are some things that have got to be above politics. Uh, that there's no political office uh, that's more important than the principles that we take an oath to defend. And I believe that Donald Trump continues to pose a very grave threat and risk to our republic. Uh, and I think that defeating him is going to require uh, a broad and united front of Republicans, Democrats, and independents. Uh, and that's uh, what I intend to be uh, to be part of. Back to a moment for your, your race. We all know the old adage, all politics is local. And in focus groups and interviews with reporters, many Wyoming voters said that you had lost your way. You went Washington and you were focused too much on Trump and not the issues that they cared about. One poll showed 61 percent of likely Republican voters there said you weren't focused on Wyoming issues. Was that the issue? Did you have the wrong focus? No, look, I think I, I'm very proud of everything that uh, I accomplished, that we accomplished together with the voters of Wyoming over the last nearly six years. Uh, but it, it became very clear after Donald Trump attacked uh, the Capitol, sent a mob to attack the Capitol, refused to accept the results of the election, refused to tell his supporters to leave the Capitol when the assault was underway, uh, that, that this was a threat that we've never faced before. He crossed a line that couldn't be crossed. and. And as a nation, you don't get the opportunity to debate and discuss any other issue uh, if you simply turn your head away from that kind of a fundamental threat uh, on, our, on our republic. Well, in point of fact, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy did consider this a referendum on your work on January 6th. President Trump, former President Trump last night said it was a complete rebuke of that work. And you have said in the past that you thought the voters of Wyoming fundamentally understood how important that fidelity to the Constitution was. Did you get that wrong? Do people see it differently in the Republican Party? Look, I think what we have seen, uh, not just in Wyoming, but across the country, is that uh, Donald Trump has betrayed uh, Republican voters. He's lied to them. Those who support him have lied to them. And, and they're using people's patriotism against them. They're preying on people's patriotism. Uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy made his decision a few weeks after January 6th, uh, knowing what he knew about Donald Trump's role in the assault on the Capitol, uh, when he went to Mar-a-Lago and said, you know, we're going to welcome him back into the party. Uh, to me, that's indefensible. This is a great, uh, special, uh, exceptional nation. And we need leaders who uh, have reverence for our Constitution, who are faithful to our Constitution, and who, who are going to do what's required to abide by our oath no matter whether or not it's politically convenient. Uh, Kevin McCarthy certainly does not fit that bill. 
Uh, but, but I know that there are millions and millions of Americans across this country, again, regardless of their party affiliation, who know that there's something more important than partisan politics and who know we all have to stand together if we want to defend this republic. The former president said last night you're now headed to political oblivion. You said this fight is just beginning. You've even uh, launched a political organization already. So let's just be straight about it. Are you considering running for president yourself? Well, what I'm going to do, Savannah, is spend the next several months uh, completing my work in Congress, obviously completing my work representing the people of Wyoming. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of work left to do on the January 6th committee. Uh, and also, though, uh, I'm going to be making sure that people all around this country understand the stakes of what we're facing, understand the extent to which uh, we've now got uh, one major political party, my party, uh, which has really become uh, a cult of personality. And we've got to get this party back to a place where we're embracing the values and the principles on which it was founded. Uh, and, and talking about you know, fundamental uh, issues of civics, fundamental issues of what does it mean to be a constitutional republic. But Congressman, you didn't answer me yes or no. I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Well, I know you didn't say yes or no, and that's fine if you're thinking about it, but are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about running for president? It, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months, Savannah. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make a decision uh, in the coming months. Let's go back to um, the, the primary season. It's almost over now, and 64 percent of the Republicans who have won their primaries are election deniers. That is your red line. That is who is coming to Congress if Republicans prevail and get control of Congress. Given that state of affairs. Do you think it would be better for the country if Democrats retained control? I don't think that anybody in any political party should support election deniers. Uh, that's true here in Wyoming, uh, and it's true all across the country. It's simply too dangerous to elect somebody as governor who will refuse to certify votes unless it meets their own political uh, preference, to elect people as secretaries of state uh, who will refuse to count votes. Um, count legitimate votes, uh, to elect members of Congress who refuse to accept uh, the outcome of the last election. So I, I think that is a red line. I don't think anybody should be supporting those people. Republicans shouldn't be supporting them. Uh, I also think it was wrong for Democrats to support Peter Meyer's opponent in Michigan, who was an election denier, for Democrats to play a game of elevating an election denier in the hopes that they could defeat that person in the general I think we all have to recognize how dangerous it is to elect people who don't fundamentally believe in upholding our constitutional process. Well, let me try it one more time. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she fears for our very democracy if Republicans win in November. Do you? I think we have to make sure that we are fighting against every single election denier. Uh, the election deniers uh, right now are Republicans, and I think that uh, it shouldn't matter what party you are. Uh, nobody should be voting for those people, supporting them uh, or, or backing them. You are now the latest House Republican who had crossed party lines and voted to impeach President Trump to not be retaining your, your seat. Um, only two have won in their primaries. You know, people talk about the battle for the soul of the Republican Party. You have said there's a time for choosing it, whether we're loyal to the Constitution or loyal to Trump, and we must choose. Has that choice been made by Republicans fundamentally? 
Look, I think the Republican Party today um, is is uh, in very bad shape, and I think that uh, we have a tremendous amount of work to do. I think it could take several election cycles, but uh, the, the the country has got to have a Republican Party that's actually based on substance, based on principles, you know, based on uh, a belief in limited government and low taxes and a strong national defense, a belief that the par- that the family has got to be the center of our community and of our lives. And uh, those are the principles I believe in. That's what the party used to stand for. And and we've got to get the party back to that. A party that has instead uh, embraced um, Donald Trump, embraced his cult of personality, is looking the other way as he continues to do things like put out the names of FBI agents uh, just in the last few days when he knows that the uh, our law enforcement is the target of violence. Um, put out the lies that he has put out in the last few days about uh, what happened uh, in its search warrant execution at Mar-a-Lago. Um, every Republican, every American should reject those. And I certainly know there are millions of Republicans and Americans across this country who will. And finally, in the moments we have, word on the street was that you and your team were fond of an editorial recently that likened you to Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, who said to Darth Vader, essentially, as they duked it out, if you strike me down now, I will be stronger in death. Is that how you see it? You're stronger in political death this morning? Well, I don't, I don't see it as death this morning. Uh, my kids certainly appreciate that analogy. They've been running the YouTube clip around the house. <laughs> but I think we have a tremendous amount of work to do. And uh, certainly, uh, I am absolutely going to continue this battle. I think it's the most important thing I've ever been involved in. And I think uh, it's, it's certainly the most important thing, challenge that our nation has faced in recent history uh, and maybe since the Civil War. Uh, and, and it's one that we must win. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, thank you for your time early this morning in Wyoming. Appreciate it. Thanks, Savannah. Great to be with you. That was interesting. Very interesting. The only seat for the U.S. House delegation for a representative in the state is one. It's got, there's less representatives in the state of Wyoming than senators. Fun fact. In fact, the population of Wyoming is 576,850. It's ranked 50th in population. 50th. Less than Alaska. Based on its population density, it's ranked 49th. Obviously, Alaska's 50th. And the income rank in the state is somewhere in the middle. So you got a lot of like middle class people that live in Wyoming. That live there. She is a registered Republican. Liz, for better or worse, is the daughter of Dick Cheney. She was an American attorney and politician who has been serving as the U.S. House of Representatives since 2017. She chaired the House Republican Conference only after serving two years in office. It's the third highest position in the House Republican leadership. I just told you that Liz Cheney occupied a state of less than a million people and only has one House of Representatives seat in the entire state, and yet somehow, only after spending three years in office as a House of Representative Congresswoman, she was appointed to the third highest seat in the Republican leadership. She's the eldest of two. 
She held several positions in the U.S. State Department during George H. George W. Bush's administration, notably at the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State Near Eastern Affairs, Iran-Syria Policy and Operations Group, and Elliot Abrams. So she worked for her dad. Regarded as a leading ideologist for conservatism in the Bush-Cheney era tradition, Cheney is a neoconservative, not surprised, just like her dad, known for her focus on national security, support for the U.S. military, and pro-business stance. Her foreign policy views and fiscal and social conservatism are the reason why she is just like her dad. She is considered, considered one of the leaders in the Republican Party neoconservative wing, and was critical of the foreign policy of the Donald Trump administration because it was too liberal, but uh, simultaneously voted steadfastly in support of his overall agenda. Cheney supported the second impeachment of Donald Trump. His role in the 2021 storming of the U.S. Capitol became one of her stances in, in the Capitol riots. Her impeachment vote and opposition to Trump false stolen election narrative and the pro-Trump Freedom Caucus members of the House Republican Committee attempted remover from the party leadership in 2021. So she held the seat for two years. That effort failed. Cheney remained conference chair until mid-May, when pro-Trump members of the House again pushed for her removal. Cheney was removed from her position. After her battles with Republican leadership, Cheney spent $58,000 on private security detail, she has said that she intends to be, quote, the leader, one of the leaders, in a fight to help restore the party, and that she may be interested in a future presidential run. In July 21, Nancy Pelosi appointed Cheney to the House Select Committee on the January 6th attack, maybe because it gave them a female Republican face that went against the the status quo of the Republican Party. Two months later, she was made vice chair of the committee. Well, they had to make her vice chair because she was going to lose her job. Cheney lost re-nomination in Wyoming Republican primary to Trump's endorsement to Harriet Hagerman. Her term will expire on January 3rd. That's important. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. We all know who Dick, Dick is. All right. American politician and businessman who served 46th Vice President of the United States from 2001 to 09. He is currently the oldest living former U.S. Vice President, so he's still kicking and supporting his daughter. He's from Nebraska. He went to Yale. Sucked at Yale. Ended up going to the University of Wyoming to get his master's and undergrad there. Somehow, in July of 2000, Cheney was chosen as the presumptive Republican presidential nominee after decades of giving blowjobs to Ronald Reagan and his dad, George H. Herbert Walker Bush. Now, Cheney's political career began in 1969 as an intern for the Congressman William Steger during the Richard Nixon administration. Richard Nixon. He then joined the staff of Donald Rumsfeld, who was the director of the Office of the Economic Opportunity from 1969 to 1970. Donald Rumsfeld. Who is Donald Rumsfeld? Well, 
He was the Secretary of Defense. Twice! Served as Secretary of Defense from 1975 to 77 under President Ford and again in 2001 and 2006. The dude had had done it a couple times. Now, as a deputy assistant, Cheney suggested several options in a memo to Rumsfeld, including the use of, of the U.S. Justice Department that the Ford administration could use to limit damage from the article. Uh, he was a White House chief of staff. Cheney was assistant to the president and White House deputy chief of staff under General Ford, secretary of Chen defense. He was named secretary of defense, sorry. Um, when, and, let's see. When Rumsfeld was named Secretary of Defense, Cheney became the White House Chief of Staff. Kind of a big deal. He later was campaign manager for Ford 1976. Uh, He became a House representative in his home state of Wyoming, the seat that his daughter just lost, 1979 to 1989. 1987, he was elected chairman of the House of Republican Party and was a part of the House Minority Whip. Kind of a big deal. Uh... Secretary of Defense. He then got promoted to defense, 1989 to 1993, under George H.W. Bush. He did that for four years. Okay. He did a lot of budgetary practices. He had a political climate change agenda. He had internal situations that dealt with the economic sanctions and political pressures on countries in the Middle East. He also led the charge in Iraq in the invasion of Kuwait. Twice! A total of 147 U.S. military personnel died in combat, and another 236 died as a result of the accidents uh, or other causes agreeing on the March 3rd raid um, and and, uh, the ceasefire on April 6th in Iraq because he couldn't handle it. Between 1987 and 89, during his last term in Congress, Cheney served on the board of the Council of Foreign Relations. With the inauguration of the new Democratic administration under President Bill Clinton, Cheney joined the American Enterprise Institute. He also served as a second term as a Council of Foreign Relations Director in 93-95. From October 195 to July 25, 2000, he served as a Chairman of the Board and Chief Executive Officer, who, CEO of Halliburton, a Fortune 500 company. Halliburton is an American multinational corporation responsible for most of the world's hydrologic fractured operations. In 2009, it was the world's second largest oil field service company. It was operations in more than 70 countries. It owned hundreds of subsidiaries, affiliates, branches, brands, and divisions worldwide and employs approximately 55,000 people. The company was a dual headquarters in Houston and Dubai. Dubai. Halliburton's major business segment is in the Energy Service Group, the ESG. Halliburton's former subsidiary KBR. KBR is a major construction company of refineries, oil fields, pipelines, and chemical plants. Halliburton announced on April 5th of 2007 that had sold the division and served corporate relations with KBR, which has been its contracting engineer and construction unit as part of the company. 
the company has been criticized for its involvement in numerous controversies, including its involvement with Dick Cheney, a U.S. Secretary of Defense, then CEO of the company, then Vice President of the United States, and the Iraq War. Then you had Deepwater Horizon, for which it is agreed to settle the outstanding legal claims against paying over $1.5 billion. KBR, one of Halliburton's subsidiaries at the time, paid bribes to high-ranking Nigerian officers in 94 in 2004 under a deal reached with the United States Justice Department. Halliburton agreed to pay $382 million to settle a bribery case. Now, holy shit, what did I just read? I read Dick Cheney. He was the CEO of Halliburton. Halliburton has a subsidiary called KBR. KBR is all over the Middle East. Contracting and consulting on war. Sounds to me that Dick Cheney was not only a lobbyist, he was a lord of war. This dude continually supported the war in Iraq, not once but twice because it bloated his pockets. Dude's worth more than $100 million. We learned that Dick Cheney couldn't even finish college properly. He had to go to Wyoming to do it. Not to say that the University of Wyoming is not a good school, but holy shit. So Liz Cheney is a byproduct of Dick. If Dick is a piece of shit, you know Liz has to be because she lovingly supports everything her daddy did. Listen, Liz, I get it. You lost. It, 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 it tastes bad the night after. Like, it feels, you feel dirty. I get it. I get it. But there does come a point when you have to understand that people are allowed to believe in voter fraud voter election fraud, and they're allowed to say that it wasn't real. Because in 2020, we had a pandemic that was released on the American people by the Wuhan lab in Wuhan, China. And it was literally called the COVID testing facility at Wuhan. So we know it was COVID, motherfucker. We know it was released, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and it spurred a global crisis, an economic crisis, that has bankrupted states and citizens. We know that mail-in ballots in all 50 states became prevalent. We know that people were mailing them in the day before the election, on, on like November 2nd or whenever the election was. We know that you guys were still counting ballots in states like Georgia and Pennsylvania and Michigan well after they decided whether or not a state belonged to somebody. We know they did that in Arizona. So with all this gray murkiness, to say that people deny the election, they deny it because of the way it went down. Don't do it like that. Don't create this open-ended shithole of voting that isn't real. People need to show up to the polls. And quit telling me that you know white people are strong-arming polling stations and all this other crap. That's, that's unfair. It's unfounded and unrealistic. Ultimately, what needs to happen is we need to understand that Liz Cheney is just a part of the old guard of the Republican Party. She might be partially right. Donald Trump's a horrible person. Do I think that he led January 6th? No. Do I think he promoted it? Maybe a little bit. And do I think that he realized how bad it was going to get? I think he didn't care. I think he wanted to make a point. 
do I think that he deserves to be president again? I'm indifferent because of how bad Biden is. The Democrat Party actually voted for people that were reasonable. I'd be all for a Democrat in office right now. Tulsi Gabbard, please. But, nah. You've got the FBI raiding Donald Trump's house over classified information that was declassified when he was in office, only to classify it later. You, you, you did it when he wasn't even home, and you didn't arrest anybody, and you destroyed a lot of his property, and you had like millions of dollars of resources outside of his compound when all you needed was 15 fucking boxes. This is what Liz Cheney and Dick Cheney support. And if Dick and Liz support this kind of, you know, military-like fascist government that can raid a former president's house rather than just ask for shit, you know you've got a problem. The January 6th didn't stick. The second impeachment didn't stick. The first impeachment didn't stick. You've got to find a way to make shit stick. Otherwise, he's going to run for president again. And he runs for president, and he's going to win. So Liz, please run. He'll just defame you like he did Rand Paul. He'll defame you like he did Jeb Bush. And it's going to be embarrassing. You're not the smartest person in the room, neither is Donald. But when it comes to theater and entertainment, Donald Trump has been doing this for 40 years, 50 years. I mean, this dude knows how to get people on his finger and just play games. He will destroy you, Liz. Listen, you might be smart. You might be a lot of fun, but let's let's be honest. You are living on the coattails of your daddy. You're a smart woman, but you were able to go to college because of your daddy. You're a conservative because of your daddy. I support 90% of your political views. I just don't support your neoconservatism. I think that that's the very reason why you don't like Donald is because he is not a military strike first kind of person. And the fact that you worked with your dad on the the foreign committee for for sanctions and in Middle East blows my mind. No shit. Like you're a lobbyist just like your dad and I wouldn't be surprised if you're benefiting from the common stock or even stock from some of these older companies. KBR vanished, folks, because of its association with Donald, with with uh, Dick Cheney. The fact that Donald Rumsfeld, he worked under Donald Rumsfeld, and then Donald Rumsfeld became his boss. I mean, it's just the same recycled Republicans, folks. That's the point of this podcast today. Liz is pissed. Good for her. She'll end up being a lobbyist. She'll end up making millions of dollars like her dad. And then in maybe 20 years, she'll run for president as a former representative of six years in the state of Wyoming, which only has less than a million people in it. Congratulations, you are the smartest dumb person in Wyoming. Like, how hard is it to be? I, I could probably live in Wyoming for four years and run for house, the house representative and probably win. There's only 600, 700,000 people that live there. I don't even have to make them happy i just have to make everybody else happy around the state of wyoming to get that seat and if you guys don't see the writing on the wall she was she was made the third highest republican in the entire republican party after only serving for two years there's a problem 
This is the status quo of the Republican Party. They they have old money. They have old names. They have, well, in this case, a face that's very similar because she looks just like her dad. Goodbye, Liz. Rest in peace. I hope that you are a great grandmother, a great mother, and you have a great retirement. But please don't run. It's embarrassing. And you're embarrassing the Republican Party. Trump may have embarrassed us, but you going against him is the exact reason why you don't have a job now. Hope you guys enjoyed the segment. I hope it gave you some insight. Um, not a big supporter of Trump, but I'm definitely not a supporter of lobbyist politicians like Liz Cheney, who make a career on a name and not her reputation. Everybody love everybody.